And in this corner, weighing in at a set of blueberries, the standard low-fat Republican, grand old Republican, who refuses to fight the Democrats the way they fight us, Governor Goofball. And in this corner, weighing in at a set of Vidalia onions, the teller of truth, the slayer of Democrats. Folks, people want a champion. A man and his microphone. The really real deal with Brother Craig, the hatchet man. to the program america your friendly neighborhood hatchet man brother craig coming at you here on a veterans day weekend uh veterans day being celebrated uh tomorrow uh uh and monday uh tomorrow's actually the day the 11th um and it's uh based on the uh, armistice of uh, world war one 100 years ago folks uh the 11th the 11th month the 11th day the 11th hour and, uh, hey, welcome to the program, and uh, we hope to have a very, very uh, special program for you all today, and uh, we would love to have uh, your phone calls and your comments. We're going to have an interview uh, with a very special guest in our uh, 11 o'clock hour, but for right now, it's just me and you, folks, your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, and uh, this is the really real deal, and... Uh, you know, it's interesting, folks, that um, here as we as we mark, I guess the the, the, the better word is is that we observe, we don't celebrate. Uh, well, I guess it's a, a, could you could say celebrate because we're we're marking and observing the end of uh, World War One, and uh, you know the uh, the tree that was planted uh, at the White House that uh, Macron came over, he and his wife came over, and uh, President Trump and and First Lady. Uh, Melania Trump planted a tree. That tree was actually a sapling from Bellow Wood, uh, which is, uh, of course, a very famous uh, place where the Marine Corps uh, first uh, uh, announced to the world that we are the the planet's supreme fighting force. Okay, <laughs> and uh, and uh, boy, did they ever! And um, you know, and God bless General Pershing. Um, you know, when the uh, Allies. Uh, received help from America in uh, in World War One. Uh, what they wanted to do was uh, separate out the American forces and uh, have them uh, support the uh, forces, the various European forces, uh, because the Germans were just the Germans were just cutting through them. And uh, but General Pershing said no. Um, the American soldiers are going to stay united. We're not going to divide them in threes and send one third here, one third there, one third there. He he knew that they could be a more effective uh, fighting force uh, with their own training and 
in uh and 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 as their own unit and uh that turned out to be the case and uh so uh Bello Wood was um it was really really uh something to uh behold the historians uh many many people have written about it over the years and you know and and, and they call World War 1 the forgotten war um but you know, it really, it should not be for, forgotten. No war uh, should be forgotten. You know, when when men, uh, and, and, and as it is uh, today, women also, when men and women uh, give the last measure of devotion, uh, which is to lay their life down uh, for their fellow soldiers, for their nation, if, you know, for their protecting their homeland, that should always be honored. And and also, if you want to uh, avoid war, uh, it should be studied, okay? Because the way to avoid war is to always be prepared for war, okay? And you, you should never forget that um, I think it was at um, George Washington's uh, funeral, it was, um, he was eulogized as first in war, first in peace, first in the hearts of his countrymen. And so you... You know, and that's 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 leadership when you're the first, okay? So you're at a place of peace and no one wants war, but you're the first to go. And, and, and now you're at a, a place of war and there are others that want to continue and you're the first to say, let's make peace, okay? So this is uh, really, uh, it, it, it's great to honor our veterans on this Veterans Day weekend. And uh, I think that it's also great if we were to uh, take a little time to familiarize ourselves, to actually, you know, study, read a book, watch a documentary. Uh, you know, in our second hour, we're going to have um, Major Scott Husing. Uh, he wrote a book, Echo and Ramadi, and uh, we're, we're blessed and honored uh, to be interviewing him in our second hour today. But, you know, it's, uh, it, it, it's, it's fully appropriate to to honor uh, our veterans, and uh, but I just I just want us to uh, honor them not just on you know November 11th, and that's that's great to have a day set aside to honor our veterans, but you know we we honor our veterans by making full and complete use of the freedom that our veterans enable us to have. And there was a great uh, speech that was given in, um, I think it was when George Bush was uh, running for re-election. And, um, oh gosh, this senator. <laughs> he, and he was, a, he was a Democrat. He was a Democrat back in the day when Democrats were real Americans, okay? And look, and I'm not going to take that back. I know we just had a nasty election, and uh, but this, you know, this is manhood radio, and we deal in truth here, okay? And, uh, you know, anyone doesn't like it, that's fine. We're going to open the phone lines up in a little while. But, I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm dealing in truth. And the man uh, in his speech, he said, it's not the poet that gives us a freedom of speech. You know, it's not the... The, uh, the, the rabble-rouser in the streets that gives us the freedom to protest. It's, you know, all these different freedoms that we have, and you have all these, you know, these, these, these hippie types and these kids who've been spoon-fed communistic garbage in their universities. You, you know, these kids, that they, they would not know 
you know, what a sacrifice was if it walked up and smacked them in the face. And these, these kids want to tell the adults who have had a hand in the creation and the maintaining of America. And they want to tell you and I what to do, how to do it, when to do it. It's, it's just ridiculous. And the man accurately stated it's the soldier who is buried under the flag that gives these people the right to burn the flag. Okay. And so the, this is the thing about Veterans Day. The, the freedoms that we have, we're, we're wasting them. You know, and very, very early on in this program, which, by the way, this month is the beginning of my 11th year uh, as a broadcaster. Uh, 11 years. uh, We're just closing out year number 10 uh, here in the month of November. But right from the very beginning of this uh, program, you know, one of our catchphrases, you know, we we liked talking about the people and things that make America great. And, and, And my famous catchphrase was and is that freedom is a use it or lose it proposition. And you just, you simply cannot be bequeathed the gift of freedom and then not exercise that freedom, not understand that freedom, not examine that freedom, not protect that freedom, not see threats to that freedom when the threat is 10 miles off. You know, everybody can see it when it's around the corner, you got to be able to see it when it's developing, when it's far off. And if so, then what really is going on, you despise your freedom. Okay? And I, I mean, and I've got it right here in the Word of God. All right? You look at uh, Esau. Esau sold his birthright. And this is what we as Americans do. Okay? And, and, a, and a great part of that birthright is the sacrifice that soldiers have made and and many others there are many others it's it's not just soldiers but today veterans day this is this is their day so we're going to focus on soldiers but there are many that have done, done all sorts of sacrifice so we can have freedom now let's look at Esau and Jacob okay now Esau comes and wants some of what his brother Jacob has his brother Jacob has a pot of stew okay and, you know, the Bible, and this is from the book of Genesis, uh, chapter 25. You check it out for yourself. And so it's like, hey, brother, I'm hungry. And now Jacob was the younger brother. Esau was the older brother. And the older brother was the one that would uh, have the birthright of inheritance to in- inherit the greater share of what the father uh, had. Okay. And so he's like, hey, I'm hungry. Give me some of that. And his brother says, well, sell me your birthright. And then he says, well, I'm going to die if I don't eat. So if I die, what good is my birthright? And so he agreed. He sold his birthright to his brother. And so, and it's written, and I'm reading it right here. Then, okay, where are, let me, okay. Then Jacob gave Esau bread and pottage of lentils, and he did eat and drink and rose up and went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. Do you have a bowl of beans out there? Is free health care your bowl of beans? Is how free? How about free education? How about to wipe away your student loan? Is that your bowl of beans? 
Well, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to unpack it. And I'll be happy to take your phone calls. 804-454-1366 is the number. 804-454-1366. A man and his microphone. Brother Craig. Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, TheFirstAmendmentInc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. Feeling my way through the darkness Guided by a beating heart I can't tell where the journey will end But I know where to start They tell me I'm too young to understand Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on America's Big Dog radio program, The Really Real Deal. And, uh, hey, it's a Veterans Day weekend, and uh, we are honoring our veterans. A special program here, and uh, we're talking a little bit about uh, the freedom that the sacrifice of others uh, gives us these freedoms. And and you have people that sacrifice nothing. They they despise the freedom, and they they want to sell it. I mean, we have people that have have grandparents and have have fathers, have mothers, have uncles, have brothers that have sacrificed all gold star families all over this nation. Okay, and 
when you look at what we're celebrating, the 100th anniversary of the end of World War One, what were they fighting? I mean, we're always fighting against tyranny, okay? we. I mean, we're not like uh, the Nazis. We don't go to war to enslave others, okay? We go to war to free others and to prevent our own slavery, okay? And so it's like the Muslim world, the... Um, the, uh, the 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 Nazis, the Imperial Japanese, the um, the um, the Italians, okay, uh, you know, and I'm not uh, smearing them of today. We're just talking historically, okay. World War One, World War Two, all right. Uh, these people they go to war to enslave, and yes, in the Muslim nations, they joined in both world wars. They joined with the losing side, the side that wanted to enslave, kill, and murder. The United States is on the side that wants to liberate, protect, and defend. That's a historical fact, okay? And so we have freedom based on sacrifice, all right? Sacrifice. And so here you have today people that have sacrificed nothing. They want to take that freedom, and they're converting to communism, socialism, fascism, all these different isms which their grandfathers fought against, Many of them gave their lives for we just had an election Tuesday. Half the country, I mean, I would look, I'm, I'm going to need to quote the Bible again to you folks, okay? I'm, I'm going to have to be like the prophet Elijah in the book of Kings, where he said to the people, how long will you vacillate between two opinions, okay? Now, just two years ago, the nation said, hey, we want Donald Trump because you know, we're tired of all this stuff. Now, two years later, after all the lies that were put out, half the nation wants what? They want what we fought in World War One. They want what we fought in World War Two. And so, I mean, you think about Flanders Field. You think about Bellow Wood. I mean, you think about that. You think about the Harlem Hellcats or the, the Hellfighters, the Harlem Hellfighters, Okay. They, they didn't give themselves that name. They got that name because they went over across the ocean and they unleashed hell on the enemy, okay? The Marine Corps at Bellow Wood, they, were give, they didn't give them self, themselves the name Devil Dog or what, what does the Germans call them? Tufelhund, okay? A hell dog, Devil Dog. They were given that name by the enemy, okay? And it's the same thing with the early pastors, the Black Robe Regiment, when the nation was founded. They didn't give themselves the name Black Robe Regiment. The enemy named them that because the enemy considered, wow, these pastors, they're, like, they're just like a regiment of soldiers. And so, so the name stuck, the Black Robe Regiment. You know, how many preachers today can qualify to be a Black Robe Regiment? What about your preacher? Do you go to a church where your preacher could be a member of the Black Robe Regiment? Or is your preacher Reverend Chickenfoot talking about nothing? You know, wouldn't get into the middle of a controversy if his life depended on it. It's absolutely ridiculous, folks. It's absolutely ridiculous. The sacrifices that have been made for this to be a great nation, a place where freedom can abound, where you and I can pursue whatever it is that God has given us the talent and the desire to pursue, and we can do so in a relative amount of freedom. You think that popped up out of the ground like a mushroom? No, that had to be fought for. That had to be planned. 
that had to be earned. And now, today, people want to just throw it away. And over what? Okay? They say the biggest issue in the recent election was health care. Okay? And the lie is told, oh, well, this politician, you know, this Republican, is just filling the blank. They said about all of them. Okay? this He wants to take granny off of um, Social Security. He wants to take granny off of Medicaid. He wants your grandmother to die. And the absolute truth is the opposite. And these... Idiot Republicans, they don't have enough sense to say it. And this is why they lost, okay? And I've been telling, how many years do I have to write it in crayon for Republicans? That you, I mean, I've been saying it for years. Trump comes along and does it, Trump gets elected, okay? Two years after Trump does it, finally takes the hatchet man's advice and gets tough, okay? Finally. Now, his first midterm election, and folks don't have enough sense to say, wow, you know, Trump got tough and he won. Maybe I need to grow a set of onions. And so, now I'm not going to cry for these guys that lost. And I've been hearing all the, oh, well, yeah, Abigail Spanberger ran $6 million worth of lies against Dave Brett. Yes, she did. Now, who's surprised by that? Didn't they do that in the previous election? Or didn't they do that in the election before that? Okay. Ditto with all these recounts. The woman down in Florida, she's been convicted of uh, vote fraud in the past and still has her job in a Democrat county, and she's doing the same thing, okay? And now there's a judge down in Florida that has ordered her to turn over the documents that have been legally requested by the governor of the state of Florida, all right? And so, and what are Republicans doing? They're crying like little Girl Scouts. The Democrats are not playing fair. When have Democrats ever played fair? Democrat Party was the party of slavery. Democrat Party was the party of relocating Native Americans uh, from eastern United States across the uh, Mississippi River. Okay? The Trail of Tears. Democrat Party was the party of Jim Crow. Okay? Democrat Party is the party that when our soldiers came home from Vietnam, these long-haired uh, maggot-infested, uh, you know, college kids, they spat on our soldiers, spat on them. These were Democrats, not Republicans. Never forget that And here. And so what I can't figure out is on Veterans Day, yeah, I'm going to honor my veterans, but I want one of them, one of you Democrat veterans to call up here and tell me how you can vote Democrat because I don't get that and why you have hatred for Republicans. I remember, and I'm going to remind you, for those of you who have conveniently forgotten, okay? I remember when, yeah. I remember, I remember when I lost my mind. There was something so pleasant about that place. Even your emotions have an echo in so much space. And when you're out there without care, yeah, I was out of
and I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder. One of the four beasts saying, Come and see. And I saw, and behold, a white horse. There's a man going round taking names. And he decides who to free and who to blame. Everybody won't be treated. Well, welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live. I'm telling you, folks, I love that Johnny Cash song, When the Man Comes Around. (laughs) I can't do it quite as well as Johnny Cash, but uh, I do have it. uh, You know, I do what they call make a joyful noise, okay? (laughs) Welcome. (laughs) Welcome back to the program, folks. 804-454-1366 is the number if you'd like to uh, call in and and comment. It is a Veterans Day weekend. We are honoring our veterans, but also I'm challenging our veterans, okay? Um, Because I know there are many that uh, and if they have the right, I'm not saying you don't have the right, but I just, I would like to know, uh, why. Okay. When we have, we, we fought against, uh, government control, uh, in healthcare, government control in education, government control in banking and finance, government control in food and housing, you know, th- that's called communism. Okay. Because Hitler promised free healthcare. Stalin promised free health care. Mao Zedong promised free health care. Everyone that has killed people by the hundreds of millions have promised free health care. And so, you know, our, our grandfathers defeated these people. And now their grandsons, they vote for these same people. J- Jeff, what's on your mind, brother? You fired up and motivated today. Yeah, yeah. I love your show. Yeah, thank Look, you, man. I'm Where are you calling from? <laughs> uh, Sandston, Virginia. Sandston, okay. <clears throat> Look, I'm a veteran. I'm not that old. I'm 34. Uh, I served in Fallujah and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know. Oh, we have a guy. Like- we have a guy coming up in our 11 o'clock hour. Uh, he was a major Scott Husing. He wrote a book, Echo in Ramadi. You're going to want to stick around and listen to his interview. Will do, will do. Hey, among my peers, though, this is what aggravates me. See, I'm 34, and everything you said is spot on the money. You know, everything. I, I just stayed the night with my grandfather. He's a World War II veteran. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of funny. We had the same conversation you're talking about last night. He's like, he didn't get real, like how everything's flip-flop, where what used to be known as the bad thing, like the evil Russia under communism and all, mm-hmm. is now a popular thing amongst my peers and my age. Right, and, right. You know, I'm walking around looking like a fool amongst my peers because I'm very pro Constitution, pro U.S., pro traditional values. Hey, join the club, brother. <laughs> and, and look, here's another thing. It's like my wife, okay, she's an immigrant. She's from the Philippines. Mm-hmm. Her family came here the right way. Now, my wife, she served in the army. As soon as she became a citizen. He joined the army. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of immigrant we want, brother. That's someone yeah, that look, loves America yeah. and wants to be an American. But here's the thing. See, I'm Native American. I hate bringing up race, but I have to to make my point. No, go ahead. I'm Native American. I'm Native American. My wife, she's Filipina. Now, when people see my family out and about, they see a group of brown folks. 
Mm-hmm. Now, they assume, especially people my age, like we're far left radical liberals. And, you know, they're cool with us to the point they force politics on us. And we're like, no, we're conservative. And my wife, no, I, I don't like illegal immigration. It's not fair to me and my family. They had to wait 10 years. Right. And we get shut down by our own people sometimes. Mm-hmm. E- even our own people kind of shut us out. Like, we j- they just pull our card. You know, like, oh, Look, well, I'm the same way. You. I grew up in Charles City, uh, 20 minutes east of you in Sandston. And, look, I can't. I can go 2,000 miles to give a speech, but I cannot give a speech in my high school nor my college VCU, I'm not wanted, okay? And that's fine because I can do my thing right here where God Almighty has planted me right here at WNTW. I know, but don't you see that as a problem, though? Because, like, again, my grandfather, going back to him, his generation, and I imagine uh, you're the oldest in your generation, they want an issue to have conservative values. But nowadays, like you're shut out, at least as a, a younger person. Well, are you are, are you a um, Bible believing Christian? Yes, sir, I am. Well, then you need to read what Jesus, our big brother, Jesus has written that we would be hated because they first hated him, and this is the root of this. See, the freedom of America, America's founding in our Declaration of Independence, it never said that the government had the right to give us our freedom. It stated that we got our freedom from our creator, a fact that Barack Obama, whenever he cites the Declaration of Independence, he always conveniently leaves out the word from our creator, always, okay? So he wants to give people the impression that these freedoms and these rights, that they came from the founding fathers. They did not. The founding fathers knew that if man claims for himself the right to do only what God has the right to do, that that is a violation of the first commandment, that thou shalt have no other gods before me. And the most off person that people use as a god other than God is self, okay? And so men have taken for themselves the right to say, well, Craig and Keith, well, your rights are, they are whatever we say they are. And see, God has said, no, you are born with your rights, and the government is supposed to be a servant of the people, not a master of the people. And this is the battle that we're constantly having. And so what they've done is they've sent a delusion to these people, and they have believed the lie. And in Second Thessalonians, it says that God would send them a strong delusion and that they would believe a lie. And this is what we're seeing happening in our election, okay? The, uh, you know, one year we have uh, Trump winning, two years later we have the Democrats winning, and there's a vacillation going back and forth, which is the same thing that the prophet Elijah had to deal with. And so what's going to have to happen is that all these Baal um, idol worshipers, which in modern parlance, these would be the Democrat politicians, the weak, weak-kneed Republican. All Republicans are not with us, brother. Some of them are right. weak. Some of them are weak. And so, and the news media, these would be the people that ate at Jezebel's table, okay? And so these are the people that um, Elijah had to destroy and that King Jehu had to destroy. And so Trump's only been in there two years. And in modern parlance, Trump calls it draining the swamp. But if you read the Bible in uh, 
the book of Kings and you read about King Jehu and what he had to do, it's the same story. It's just a repeat. And so this is nothing new. I would just encourage you to be strong and, you know, and and, and to teach your children, okay? And uh, now I've never told my children you need to vote Republican, but I know that they do because from, you know, really when they were in their mother's womb, I was reading to them and talking to them. And as soon as they popped out, I started teaching them. Okay. And before they went off to college, I made sure that they knew that, you know, there are people in college that are going to teach you things and you have to be respectful of them, but they have a different idea and you cannot allow them to replace what I have taught you with what they want. You have to have the ability to discern and see. And once you arm your children, now their guard is up. And what happens is we don't arm our children. Their guard is not up. We send them off to college and we assume that teachers, even in middle school and high school, we assume that the teachers have the best interests of our children at heart. And brother, they do not. They do not. Hey, yeah, that, that's the reason me and my wife decided to homeschool. That's a different oh, story. Oh, God bless you, man. You're like. <laughs> we had to. <laughs> man, you're like the poster boy for Hatchet Nation, a homeschooler. Well, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah, I love you, man. I, I listen to you as much as I can. Oh. But, you know, the way you just put everything was perfect once more. But, um, you know, and it bothers me. Like, you know, I serve the Constitution, not not any leader, not any person, like you said. But the thing that kills me is how people want to cherry pick the the, the, the rights, like First Amendment. I agree with all the amendments. Yeah. But you got some people, they want to limit the second, but they want to call you every name under the sun in the first. Mm-hmm. And they want to cherry pick to meet their agenda. And for me, I have an issue with that. When I yeah. served the Army, they, they we didn't raise our hand and say, well, we, we, we're going to serve these things we choose to serve. No, it was... The total, the whole thing of the Constitution, mm-hmm. the whole, the whole Constitution, every amendment. Well, and I just don't. That's another thing that concerns me: how people want to pick and choose. Yeah. And like you said, it's not their right; it's my right. You yeah. Know? You're a true man, and uh, hey, I'm so glad that you called. Thank you for your service, and here on Veterans Day, uh, we honor you for your service, and uh, not only your service in the military, but now that you're out of the military and, and into civilian life. It sounds to me like you're still serving and doing the things and not taking that freedom for granted. So God bless you, brother. All right. Well, thank you. And thanks for taking my call. Love oh, you, man. Hey, man. Love you, too. And hey, keep and go to our website and sign up for the newsletter. All right. We'll do. Yeah. The really real deal dot com. And we have uh, another caller and uh, we, we're going to say hello and welcome to the program. Hello. How you doing, brother? Hatchet? Hey, I'm fantastic. How you doing? This is Edison. Edison. Hey, uh, brother. What's on your mind? You know, I like to think you see it talk about, you know, when your baby was in your mother's, you know, when she was in it. You got to start early. Yeah, because, see, children in the womb can hear. Yeah, they can. Yeah. I'll tell you something. A lot of people don't know. uh, There's a lot of little things. I I just want to say this. When I was a little bitty boy, I remember things that were going on in my life, and I remember them. And I remember when I got older, you know, I knew that, something intuitively was wrong, you know, and, 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 and I, but here's where I'm at. All these things must needs be, the Bible says, because, you know, there has to be a falling away from the word and righteousness and this horrible stuff we're going through. Yeah, it, it's horrible. 
you know, it, just like World War One, World War Two, yeah, all those things, yeah, those atrocities, and and you know, and for a certain president, you know who it was that sent a whole ship full of. Jews back over there was yeah FDR you know, they're a Democrat hero yeah, yeah F- yeah I mean and, and it, yeah, yeah these and, are wicked here, people let me tell you I knew a lady uh, her, uh that was a sweetest little lady I, she God bless her little heart uh, Claire Daniels was a uh, one of the last uh, living uh, survivors of the Holocaust and I became uh, good friends with her and uh, and I remember she said that she went every morning and the family was killed and all of them were killed mm, and, mm, and then she prayed every morning God let me live please let me live and then Every morning they they would send her back and send her back and send her back and then wow. finally one morning she said it was shells going off and shots everywhere she couldn't she never heard anything like that she looked and here were the Americans coming she was free mm-hmm. you know God's gonna free us brother yeah God's and see and, t- and today and brother going on. yeah it's spiritual yeah God bless you God bless you too thank you Addison. All right. And now, folks, we have to take a really, really quick break. And we have Arthur on the line uh, from California, uh, otherwise known as my dad. Okay, and we're going to get dad on the other side of the break. A man and his microphone. Brother Craig. Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, TheFirstAmendmentInc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. Brother Craig coming back at you live here on America's Big Dog Radio Program. 
the really real deal. Me and Maximus, Maximus the Hatchet Hound uh, over here. And uh, we're going to welcome Dad calling in from California. Dad, what's on your mind here today on a Veterans Day uh, weekend? How you doing, son? I was just calling. I want to get your take on this. Uh, uh, I think those people, especially those Democrats, I think they have totally lost their mind. <laughs> yeah. And what I want to talk to you about is President Trump and his tax returns. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks to you, you had given me a copy of the Constitution, and I read that three times. It talks about the requirements one must meet to become president, and I didn't see anything in the Constitution that says he has to show his tax returns. <laughs> so what is this all about? I know President Bush have done it. Hillary Clinton has done it. They were not required to do it. So yeah. and, and what's going on here? Well, it's just it's uh, the Democrats. Uh, the, the best way to look at this would be, again, uh, and I know you're a man of God, Dad. And uh, yeah. so I, quite often I like to go to the Bible uh, to come up with answers. And so I don't have it pulled up. I've got a bunch of Bible verses. It's like my computer has got like 10 windows open with all my Bible verses. But I did not pull up the one uh of Daniel, so I can I can reference it, but I can't give you the exact uh, location of it. But basically, the um, the people around the uh, the what would have been called the swamp in Daniel's day, what Donald Trump calls the swamp. Okay, and these are the people who uh, are there for self interest in the government. Well, in Daniel's day, uh, you had that same dynamic and. They wanted to get rid of Daniel because Daniel was uh, powerful and popular. And so they said, well, and I'm going to try to remember this uh, and quote it as, as closely as I can. They said that there is, we can find no fault in him in the way he does his job. And there's no fault in him, even in his character. And so what they said was we basically we have to come up with a trick and we have to we have to get rid of this guy. And so that's what they did. And Daniel's day, Daniel wasn't the king. He was like the number two man right behind the king. And so uh, they uh, tricked the king into creating a law that they knew Daniel would violate because Daniel would do the will of God, not the will of man. And so but this is. This is the type of thing that they do, Dad. And again, you, now this one I do have here with the, from the book of Luke, chapter 20. And they watched him and sent forth spies, which should feign themselves just men, that they might take hold of his words so that they might deliver him unto the power and authority of the governor. And so this is, so this was, um, talking about how they were going to get uh, Jesus, okay? Yeah. And so, and again, and you know, Reverend Chickenfoot, Reverend Chickenfoot won't talk about this, okay? Mm-hmm. Even though it's in the Bible, Dad. But Reverend Chickenfoot, uh, that joker, he won't talk about anything controversial, but here you got it in the Bible. Now, a spy, what's that? That's the government sent forth yeah. a spy, and faint, they would faint, they would act like they're honest men, Okay. And so then they want to take hold of his, don't they take hold of every word Trump says? Don't they take hold of his words and twist yep, it? Yeah, they sure do. They sure and do. so there's, there's yeah. nothing new under the sun, Dad. Well, and, I hope he does not 
show his tax return. I say that again. I hope President Trump. I don't think he will not show his tax return because, frankly, I'm only concerned about what is he going to do for me to make my life easier. I don't give a biscuit about his tax return. Yeah, I know. That's his business. I know, and it's just a it's just a way to dis- distract from the job because see, the basic thing is that we're at war again, Dad. Just like today is the 100th anniversary of um, the uh, armistice uh, from uh, the end of World War One. Now, 20 years later. Today is also the anniversary of Kristallnacht, okay? So people don't learn. So you had November 9th and 10th was Kristallnacht, 1938, 80 years ago. And this is when, the called the Night of Broken Glass, when the Nazis went through all the Jewish neighborhoods and burned the synagogues, broke all of the uh, glass in all of their shops and in their homes. And so it's like, it's this, this warfare of these two ideas, and it's only two. You have the idea that you're free because God gave you freedom, and then you have the other idea that says we have we are we don't believe in God. There is no God, and the only power is us. And we say you're going to do what we tell you to do. And so, if that means we get to put you in ovens, if that means in the modern times, Dad, they're not putting people in ovens, but what are they doing? They're doing like what Clarence Thomas called a high-tech lynching. High-tech lynching, right. Right, and what they did to Kavanaugh. And again, this is all Democrats. The Democrats spit on soldiers that came home from Vietnam. The Democrats tried to make sure that America lost a war when we, were, when we went into Iraq, and they uh, tried to tell uh, George Bush this war is lost, okay? And it wouldn't yeah. have been a loss for George Bush. It would have been a loss for America. But Democrats don't care about that. And so now today, where is the war? And we are at war, and people don't realize it, Dad. They don't realize we are at war. And here it is, Veterans Day. And how many veterans vote for these people? They vote for the same people that spat on their comrades from Vietnam. They vote for the same people that tried to get more soldiers killed in Iraq. They vote for the same people that over and over again want to implement policies like the government takeover of health care with the lie that if you oppose them, then that means you don't want people to have health care. It's a, it's a lie from the pit of hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the fact of the matter is, if you don't want the government to take over health care and have the power of life and death in the hands of politicians, that doesn't mean you don't want people to have health care. No, it, it means doesn't. you want health care to be free, not yeah. something that the Democrats can use the same way they use Social Security. You know, yeah. it's a battering ram. Anyway. Well, you know, I, I've heard so much about this uh, tax return. A lot of people are beginning to believe that it's a requirement. I was in a discussion yesterday about Trump and his tax returns, and they happen to be Democrats. I call yeah. them Democrats. And I told him, I said, the Constitution does not say he has to show his tax return. They want there to destroy the man. in the Constitution that a person must meet if he wants to be president or she, if she wants to be president. Right. But showing your tax return is not one of them. And I was just wondering, where did that come from? How did that get started? It's an effort I mean, to destroy Donald Trump. And see, the Democrats think very strategically. You look at, like, out here in Virginia, Dad, um, my my congressman in the 7th District, Dave Brett, got defeated. 
And what, oh. you know, and now there's all these complaints about, oh, well, the Democrats brought all this out-of-state money and they did this and they did that. And see, and the simple fact of the matter is when Barack Obama was president and Eric Holder was head of the Department of Justice, uh, they uh, filed a lawsuit and forced a change in this the 7th District. They took away the man's home base county. He was a, he was a professor at a college in Hanover County. They took Hanover County from him, shifted him over to some other counties. They've been planning to take Dave Brett out from the day that Dave Brett got elected. And I pleaded with Dave, please, you got to get tough, okay? And so, but the campaign, what they wanted to do was, oh, no, we can't do that, Brother Craig, because, you know, we're going to rile up the uh, the base. You got all these angry women. These women, they hate Dave. We don't want to rile them up. I tried well, to tell as them. As, as long as you're not at being insulting, you know. But, Dad, I tried to tell them, you can't rile these people up any more than they are riled up. And well, Republicans true, yeah. have to wake up and smell the coffee, okay? This yeah. is war. And in war, it's like you're saying, well, we don't want to bomb Germany because we might rile the Germans up. My goodness. We already <laughs> riled up. <laughs> anyway, so. but listen, well, Dad. Anyway, I just thought I'd call and get your take on that and— and uh, I don't know where that came from. That's, that's yeah. why I call you. Who originated that, and how did it get started? That all right. Have to show the tax return. And that's well, thank you so much, Dad. Got to move. All right, bye bye. All right, bye bye. Well, all right, folks. We're going to take our top of the hour news break, and when we come back, we are going to have Scott Husing uh, with the book Echo in Ramadi. can run on for a long time, run on for a long time, run on for a long time. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Go tell that long-tongued liar, go and tell that midnight rider, tell the rambler, the gambler, the backbiter, tell him that God's gonna cut him down. Tell them that God's gonna cut them down Well, my goodness gracious, let me tell you the news My head's been wet with the midnight dew I've been down on bended knee Talking to the man from Galilee He spoke to me with a voice so sweet I thought I heard the shuffle of angels sweet He called my name and my heart stood still When he said... Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on America's Big Dog Radio program, The Really Real Deal. They even have Maximus the Hatchet Hound uh, here today. And, uh, yeah, he's right here. Uh, I have the bag of treats, so you know he's not going to go anywhere. Uh, anyway, we're having a little difficulty reaching uh, our guest, and uh, we're going to continue to try uh, to reach our guest, and uh, his name is Scott Husing. The book is Echo in Ramadi, the firsthand story of the U.S. Marines in Iraq's deadliest city. And um, 
really, really uh, a fascinating uh, story. And uh, we wanted to have that interview here to uh, share in honor of Veterans Day. And, uh, you know, we talk a lot about, of course, I've been talking about World War One, World War Two. Uh, we've even talked a little bit about the Vietnam era veterans and how when they came home, uh, the Democrat activists, they would spit on them. They would throw uh, blood on them or red paint or ketchup. And, uh, you know, same thing, these same types of people, uh, you know, some little old lady with a fur coat on, they'll throw uh, ketchup uh, on her fur coat. They'll never do that to a uh, a biker or a hell a hell's angel. He has on leather a leather coat. You know, an animal had to die for him to have his coat. You know, just like the little old lady. But that just shows you the type of cowards these people are. And um, you know the uh, you know the way they treat uh, have treated the soldiers. And of course, you know soldiers are men of discipline. And uh, and just you know would not strike back. And, uh, you know, one of my mentors, he's in his 80s now, and, um, you know, he told me uh, personally that he was he was personally spat on and um, he has has personal friends that uh, were killed by some of these same Democrat activists uh, in the 60s. Um, Bernadine Dorn and um, Bill, uh, I'm drawing a blank here, (laughs) Obama's buddy up in Chicago. Um, but, um, these, uh, the weathermen, the weather underground was, you know, was the name of their group. But, uh, but you know, these are, these are the things and, and, and then here we are today. And again, it's, it's veterans day weekend and, you know, people say with their lips, uh, you know, just like Jesus or just like the book of, um, Isaiah is, you know, God says these people, they honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. And so, you know, there are going to be all kinds of Veterans Day parades coming up and all kinds of people are going to honor veterans with their lips. But do do the actions of these people, do they honor veterans? OK, the people that I mean, how can you spit on a soldier and then and value the freedom that the soldier gave you? OK, how can you vote for communism when your grandfather died fighting communism? It's just, it's just it doesn't make sense, folks. And, of course, the devil doesn't make sense because the devil is wicked. And we who are normal, everyday people, these things, it just doesn't compute. But it's to the point where half the country is like this, okay? And so that half of the country that consistently votes for Democrats, you know, what's the deal with that, all right? Are they uh, under deception or are are they just wicked, okay? And I say that they're, they're both, that— there are a certain percentage that know what they're doing, and thus, when they do these things, that's wickedness. And then there's a certain percentage they don't know it, and they believe the lie, and those are under deception. And so I would welcome your phone calls, and, uh, you know, this would be something that, um, you know, would would, would be great. And, um, oh, so now we do have our guest, Scott, and— uh, Hey, uh, we just want to say thank you and uh, and welcome uh, Scott. And um, we, we we we've been talking a little bit about the book here. And uh, and folks, uh, Scott is a retired Marine, United States Marine uh, Corps uh, major. And uh, this gentleman uh, was in the infantry, twenty four years of service. All right, ten deployments, over sixty countries. He's uh, done operations in, okay? He was deployed in Iraq. He was the commander of Echo Company, 
2D Battalion, 4th Marines, and he was a part of Operation Iraqi Freedom. And, uh, and sir, on this Veterans Day, uh, we honor you and we just say thank you and welcome to the program, The Really Real Deal. Well, good morning, brother. It's uh, great to be on the show. And uh, to all the Marines that are listening, happy 243rd birthday. Today is the time-honored tradition as Marines celebrate their birthday today on the eve of Veterans Day. So it's great to be on the show. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's, it's like the more things change, the more they remain the same. Um, 100 years ago, the 11th hour, the 11th day of the 11th month, you had the uh, armistice was signed, uh, marking the end of um, World War One, and today, and so th- this is an anniversary, a 100th anniversary, by the way, but also the 80th anniversary, the same day, Kristallnacht. Okay, 20 years later, you had the the same Germans that were defeated in World War One. Uh, these same Germans. Their break, the night of broken glass, they called it in Germany, uh, Kristallnacht, where, which was the beginning of the killing of 11 million uh, people in Germany, 6 million Jews, 5 million Christians, and, uh, and other uh, what the Germans called undesirables. But, you know, 11 million, that, not including those that died in war, just 11 million that they, they liquidated in industrial type of uh, a fashion. And now today we're at war again. Uh, you know, you have hot wars uh, all over the Middle East, and then you have a war in America of uh, left versus right, people that want um, all kinds of free stuff, which is the same thing that, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, Hitler promised free health care, Stalin promised free health care, uh, Lenin promised free health care, Mao Zedong uh, promise free health care, Fidel Castro, Pol Pot. I mean, we can go down the list. Don't they always promise people free stuff? Well, I think the one thing that is for certain, if we look at our history, is that war uh, is timeless. And we continue to see the same patterns repeated. And my one concern is that with this war, this war, and you said, again, this war we're at again. We're still at war 17 years in Iraq and Afghanistan with 30,000 troops in Afghanistan, tens of thousands more in Iraq. So this, this long war we fight, I fear we're not applying those same lessons we learned from previous wars about establishing a physical presence in the area to gain and maintain stability and security. And from our elected officials at the, at the top levels, we've really been searching for what the definition of winning is, what the mm-hmm. definition of victory is. And I'll use a, a, a quick uh, paraphrase from last, uh, last Tuesday's midterms when the president was on the air. And the next day, when asked by a Sky News reporter about the victory, was it a victory? He said, well, we kind of sort of had a victory. And it made me pause mm-hmm. and think to myself, there's no such thing as a kind of sort of victory. When I hear that from any commander in chief mm-hmm. of our armed forces, that gives all veterans, especially on Veterans Day, uh, pause for concern that we really need to define what winning is. What is our goal? Yeah. How does being in that region? Now, that was politically, that he security? was, yeah, he was talking politically because the, um, 
the Senate was increased, but the Congress was decreased. And Correct. but now militarily, you had uh, under the regime of uh, Bush, you had uh, a string of victories in several cities that were um, that were, uh, I, I guess you would say, conquered or under control or stabilized, whatever term you want to use. And then under Obama, uh, a lot of those gains were lost. And now we've had two years of Trump. So share with us uh, your view of how has that vacillated uh, and, and, and is there anything that you would advise uh, Trump's people to do uh, differently? Uh, you know, and I know it's only two years, but, you know, you would know a lot more about this. So I, I throw this to you. Well, I don't ever presume to advise uh, top political officials, but based off of my experience and what I wrote about in my book, Echo and Ramadi, I... I was fighting the enemy at the ground level, at the, at the most rudimentary level. We weren't fighting policies or strategies or theories. We were fighting the enemy, an ununiformed, faceless, brutal enemy, day in and day out in the city of Ramadi, fighting street to street, house to house. And so that's what we were fighting for. And today, as we revisit our history again, after we left Ramadi, under the control of the Iraqi government, it wasn't any shock to any of those that fought and spilled blood in that city and many others that ISIS took control of Ramadi back in 2015 because it's the capital of Alambar province. Mm -hmm. So we don't look at our crystal balls, brother, and say, uh, woe is me, everything was for naught. Because it, it had to be disappointing, level, though. It, it, it's frustrating more than anything because, again, it goes back to the to the to the onset of this war, where winning wasn't defined. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, we won. Absolutely, we won battles. We won firefights. And if you want to measure success by the number of people that were killed, we were absolutely killing more of them than they were of us. And we have to this day. That's undisputed. Mm -hmm. But to say what victory is, how that applies to our national security here in America, and what we gain from that still has to be defined. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Now, could you hold over? We need to take a quick little break here, and uh, we re really, really greatly appreciate it. And, folks, if you're just joining us, we have Scott Husing. He's the author of Echo in Ramadi, retired Marine Corps major. And uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back. A man and his microphone, Brother Craig. Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. 
Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, the FirstAmendmentInc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on America's Big Dog Radio Program, The Really Real Deal. And we have, uh, if you're just joining us, we have a a Big Dog Really Real Deal uh, guest with us. And uh, you just heard the giving ad, folks. And uh, and we play, you know, and the reason I have done that giving ad is that we at the First Amendment, Inc., which I'm founder and president of, of course, you know, we need your help for us to be able to stay on the air so that I can uh, preach the truth uh, over the airwaves. But we mention, uh, you know, all these other groups that we want you to give to. And, of course, Special Operations Wounded Warriors uh, here on Veterans Day weekend. Uh, we really want to highlight them. And so just w- my, my thing is to encourage you to be a giver, okay? Give somewhere. Give often. And give as much as you can. And and here on Veterans Day weekend, please, uh, and you pick the veterans group of your choice, okay? Um, and but but give. Make sure in your giving that there is uh, at least one veterans group that is the recipient uh, of your giving uh, in this season. And uh, and again, thank you so much, Scott. Yeah. Oh, it's a pleasure to be on the. A really real deal with you, Brother Craig. And uh, if people are looking for another great charity, I'm, I'm the executive director of Save the Brave. Oh, good. Helps veterans. Yeah, SaveTheBrave.org helps veterans of post-traumatic stress. And a portion of the proceeds of my book, Echo and Armadi, go to Save the Brave. And we've helped hundreds and hundreds of warriors coming home that are that are gripped with the effect of post-traumatic stress. And that's, that's important this, this Veterans Day, and I'm so glad that you share that message about giving and yes. really really putting some skin in the game. And, you know, sometimes it is writing a check. Other times it's giving of yourself and your mm-hmm. time and your, your services that you donate to such great charities. And, yes. you know, on this Veterans Day and as we celebrate all week across America, I noticed you were playing taps at the interlude. And... I think most Americans need to understand the difference between Memorial Day, where we honor our fallen warriors, and the celebration of our nation's veterans. And that's what Veterans Day is, and it is a celebration, mm-hmm. and not only to the veterans, but to the families who give their husbands and wives and dads and moms and brothers and sisters and sons and daughters to America to yes. deploy and defend everything that we have in this great country. So when you say thank you for your service 
don't forget to shake the hand of that that young kid standing mm-hmm. next to him. Tell him how proud they should be of their dad or their mom because that's an equally important message. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're so right that the family that uh, is missing dad or husband or wife that there there's a void there and there's a tremendous sacrifice that the entire family makes. Yeah, so uh, for those the, that the family. The families are so important, Craig, that it was a large part of my work when I when I wrote Echo and Ramadi to really share the stories of these families so that every reader can really understand the true meaning of the words service and sacrifice, not just mm-hmm. for those who fight under some of the worst conditions created by humans, but the families that support us, that continue to help us fight and win and survive. And, and they still do to this day, our amazing mm-hmm. gold star family who lost so much, but continue to love us so much that that really sustains us. It's, it's such an important message to me. Yeah. Yeah. And you write about that in your book about the, uh, the phone calls you've had to make and the, what the, uh, and how the gold star families uh, rather than be bitter that they, they embrace you and they, um, you know, it's almost like they uh, the Gold Star family adopts you guys to, you know, to be like a brother uh, to the to the son that they've given up. It, I got a birthday card in the mail yesterday, Craig, from one of my Gold Star moms, and it was a Happy Birthday Marines card, and I opened it up, and at the top it said, to my son. And a lovely mm-hmm. greeting in there from Diane Layfield, who is an amazing woman. And just to have that sense of warmth, from her, you know, that I don't have my mom anymore, but to have Diane and this this bond, this family that we share through so much loss and tragedy and sacrifice really is is what is so amazing because these Gold Star families, they continue to carry a torch for us, Craig, that shines so much light for a lot of veterans that are still trying to find their way through their own darkness. And it's just a Mm. remarkable thing. I use only one word to describe them, and that is extraordinary. They're extraordinary people. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's that's really, really uh, a powerful testament to, you know, the heart of these people. And uh, and it's a, it's a it's a great testament to you that this this book that you've written it it, it details uh, you know a lot of really really beautiful things on a personal level in addition to uh, detailing uh, how warfare has morphed and um, you know it, it, as a matter of fact share a little bit of that um, because you know a lot of uh, veterans day particularly uh, because this is the 100th anniversary of the end of World War One. There will be a lot of attention put on what's called, and justly so, it's called the Forgotten War. But you know, back then you knew who the enemy was. They were they were lined up on opposite sides of a field. They had uniforms on that could identify one another, and you just you know you just don't have that now. So you know, psychologically, you know, share with the audience you know what that is like, and 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 going forward you know how do you see it morphing even more because i see it morphing even more this is the new landscape that we are fighting on and this is going to be our future and americans need to realize that because they see this war or they don't see this war because they continue to be insulated by so many things the media 
what's reported, what's not reported. And, you know, it's safer for them to tuck the ugliness of war onto our military and into the minds of veterans who had to fight it. But this war, this type of terror and these mass shootings, this is in our backyard, Greg. And if mm-hmm. we don't understand this and really connect with our veteran communities, that's what leads to all of these other second and third order problems that we're dealing with. So it is an extremely dynamic situation that we're dealing with on the world stage. But this is the new normal, and we'd better get used to this before Rome starts burning mm-hmm. and apply the, the, the military might with which it was designed for, embrace our law enforcement officials, and provide the support that they need so we can maintain all of the safety and security that we take for granted in this country. Because if we don't, we're, we risk losing a lot. And again, we have to be good students of our history mm-hmm. to move forward as a nation. Yeah, yeah. Very, very well said. And uh, look, any chance that this book's going to be made into a movie? I hope so. We've uh, pitched several different studios up in Hollywood, and there's, there's interest in it. But really, Craig, I'll say this. Echo and Ramadi came out in February. Instant bestseller. And... I used to tell people it was about the fighting and the friction and the brotherhood and the people. But over the past seven months, and especially on Veterans Day, the core message of this story for every reader is the power of human connection. And that has been exemplified in so many emails that have have come to me and instant messages from people from every side of the aisle. And I'll share one quick email that Mm -hmm. said, Dear Sir, I've been anti-military my whole life, and I started scrolling down like, this is going to be great. And it said, but it wasn't until I read your book until I understood what our military really does for us, so thank you for writing it. And right there, we had bridged the gap, and mm-hmm. that's powerful. That is. that, And that we need more gap bridging in the times in which we live. Trust me on that. Absolutely. Yeah. But look, Absolutely. it's... It's been so great having you, and uh, but folks, you got to go out and get this book, Echo and Ramadi, uh, Scott Houston, Major Scott Houston, and um, uh, bro, I'm going to call you Brother Scott, though. God bless you, sir. Same, same to you, Brother Craig, and, and to all the listeners, thanks for having me on, and happy Veterans Day, and happy birthday, Marine, number five. All right. Okay, well, and, and next book, hey, when we get it made into a movie, we'll have you back. Right on, brother. All right. Well, all right, folks. We're going to take a quick break here for our bottom of the hour news. We'll be back in about two minutes, so don't you go anywhere. Next to you, and her still today. Cause there ain't no doubt I love this land. God bless the USA. I remember when, I remember, I remember when I lost my Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming at you live here on America's Big Dog Radio program, The Really Real Deal, folks. And, uh, hey, Man's World Radio and uh, Grown Folks Radio and a Veterans Day weekend. 
And uh, look, I have this Bible that I want to give away. Uh, the wonderful, wonderful folks at uh, Zondervan, they're always sending us, uh, we're just so thankful to them. They're always sending us boxes of Bibles to give away on the air. And so we got, uh, and I only brought one with me, but I have a few more. Uh, and they all of just this one Bible. So, I mean, typically they send us a box of different types of Bibles. But this is a Bible for children. And it's the number one Bible for kids. It's the, the NIV Adventure Bible, the Polar Exploration Edition. And for you folks watching us on the Hatchet Cam uh, via Facebook Live, I'm holding it up so uh, you guys can see it there. <laughs> and uh, But um, it's... Um, it would make a wonderful uh, gift uh, for a child. I can uh, think of very few gifts uh, that would be better for you to give your children uh, than to give them the Word of God. And so uh, we would love for someone to call up here and claim this, okay? And the number here is 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366. And it's a Veterans Day weekend, and... Uh, Hey, we've been talking about uh, World War One uh, 100 years ago over. Uh, actually, tomorrow is the day that marks exactly 100 years. Uh, and, of course, 20 years later, you had the crystal knocked the um, night of broken glass that was leading into World War II. So, I mean, it only took 20 years. Uh, World War One was supposed to be the war to end all wars. And um, But as our guest that we just had... Uh, Fantastic guest, okay, uh, Major Scott Husing. Uh, you know, as he accurately pointed out that, um, you know, this is the state of uh, mankind that it's, there's always going to be war and the lessons are very, very rarely, if ever, are the lessons ever learned. And so, you know, and here we are again, uh, we're literally uh, at war again. And uh, and I want to share a poem with you. And again, the number, if you'd like to call in, is 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366. And uh, this poem was written um, in honor of the uh, the fallen in World War One, And uh, it's by John McRae. And the title uh, of the poem is uh, Flanders Fields. In Flanders' fields, the poppies blow between the crosses, row on row, that mark our place, and in the sky, the larks, still bravely singing, fly. Scarce heard amid the guns below. We are the dead. Short days ago, we lived, felt dawn saw sunset glow, loved and were loved, and now we lie in Flanders' fields. Take up our quarrel with the foe. To you from failing hands we throw. The torch be yours to hold it high. If ye break faith with us who die, we shall not sleep. Though poppies grow, in Flanders fields. And so, folks, there's a torch that we have. And so many would see that poem as the torch, and in a sense it is, the torch is thrown to the fellow soldier to carry on the fight. But again, 
I say the torch is thrown to those who do not go to the actual battleground and fight, but those for whom they fought who are back home, who have the ability to just put their head on backwards, pick up the um, remote control, pop a beer open, and and uh, and watch a football game, okay? And uh, or watch a baseball game or watch a basketball game, all right? And then you have, you know, some uh, nitwit on uh, a late-night TV show who made mockery of a veteran. This man lost an eye over in Iraq. If, or it was Iraq or Afghanistan. The man lost an eye. He was running for Congress, and, and he actually and he won his race. And this young knucklehead comedian, they put a picture of the guy up with his eye patch on, and, you know, and he cracks a joke that, you know, this guy, you know, he, he looks like a, a villain from a James Bond movie. And, and then he, you know, and, and, and he's, he's laughing at his own stupid joke, which was not even funny. The joke was not funny. And he's laughing at his own stupid joke as if he was high on drugs or something. And he says, well, I don't mean to make fun of the guy. I know he lost his eye in war or something like that. Um, and this guy, he has not lost his job. You let you let a Christian, you know, spit on the sidewalk, and the whole world seems to all the all the Democrats that come out of the woodwork like cockroaches, and they they demand, oh, you have to fire that person, and there was no demand to fire this individual. It's just it's crazy, folks. And so, but this is Veterans Day. Veterans Day weekend, rather. Veterans Actual 11th is tomorrow. But where is the honoring of Veterans Day from that half of the country? And so if you're one of those that if you're celebrating the fact that on this past election day that there were more gains by the Democrats against the Republicans— and I know that, you know, people like to say, well, oh, it's not political. Let's just deal with issues. But, folks, it is political. And I don't care what area of life you want to go into is political, okay? Because politics is all about power and leadership, and there's only two types of it, okay? On one type, you and I, the individual citizen, we, we're in charge. And on the other type, we're serfs, okay? And so this is the battle. It's back and forth, okay? And there's nothing that's ever, ever going to change about that. And so and ever since America hit the scene and we told the king of England, you know, hey, these are free people and government is supposed to be of the, uh, the servant of the people, of the people, by the people, and for the people, you know, as Abraham Lincoln eloquently put it, that it would not perish from the face of the earth there's always someone that wants that idea to perish. They don't want government to be of the people. And, and veterans are doing their service for that reason, okay? Most anyway. Most are. But and anyway, we and, and again, the number here, if you'd like to chime in, all right, 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366. And we want to uh, welcome a caller uh, to the program right now. Thank you for calling, and uh, what's on your mind today? Hey, Brother Craig. Uh, a blessed day to you, sir. Thank you, and you well, you as well. 
Well, uh, as I told your screener, I said I was going to talk to you about the intermixing between politics and Veterans Day. Uh, with the recent victory of uh, Miss Lorraine, our commander, retired commander Lorraine, down in the second district, I find it fascinating because I'm a surface sailor and I'm preparing to retire, and she was a surface sailor too. And she touted her entire uh, 20-year career as a, again, something that made her qualified to be a congressperson. Well, I find it fascinating because she and I have moved in the same world for the last uh, 16 to 20 years. And the deprivations that we in the surface Navy have suffered at the hands of the Obama administration and the Democrats and the Pelosi in general mm-hmm. and people like her have been legendary. We have – I cannot begin to tell you. President Trump commented on it yesterday when they, uh, somebody asked if he should, uh, about his uh, – Michelle's gyrating about him. He said, well, I'm ashamed of Obama and what he did to the military. Yeah, I saw and, that, and I was so glad. See, Trump gives pushback. People don't like it, but that's what pushback looks like. It's, it's, it's not pretty because the first blow is not pretty, so the blow coming back is not, is not going to be pretty. But I'm glad – He's man enough to do it. I, I, that is the, when I sit here and I hear people say and, and speak uh, on both sides, both Republican and Democrat, that he's not being stately or uh, presidential. I'm sitting there saying, Good. Yeah, and you're, and you're stately and, it's like I've said this before, brother. I wouldn't elect, it's taken, it took Ronald Reagan, who was not an Ivy League guy, mm-hmm. to get us, uh, to bail us out once. Right. Trump is not an Ivy League guy. It has taken hundreds, at least 100 and 110 years of Ivy League idiots right. to get us in this, in this mess that we're in now. I'd rather have a little bit of good old-fashioned knuckle-brawling street, street fighting yes. and get our country back on road than have all of your pinky stuck-out, teeth-sipping planets that have bailed us. But all see, right. but, but now I, you make a good point because, see, uh, I've been saying this for years that, see, and I just said it before you called – when I said that people join the military to defend freedom, and then I said most of them do. Not everyone joins the military for that reason. For some, it's an infiltration, and the left has infiltrated everything. They've infiltrated the military. They've they've not taken that over, but they've taken over education, Hollywood. They they run all these cultural institutions, and more and more, they're taking over the churches. And so they don't just like they don't join the church to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, but to pervert it. So there are many people that join the military, you know, like that. Um, what's that guy? That Manning boy. He he wants to be called a girl now. I refuse to call him him Chelsea. Uh, Bradley Manning. He didn't join the military to kill people and break things, you know, in order to preserve uh, freedom. He joined the military to pervert the military and to be a spy. You know, am I overstating the case? Not in the least sense, brother, not in the least sense. Uh, He, uh, it is an abomination as to how he was handled. He should spend the rest of his days rotting in prison. Uh, Obama, again, another gift from Obama to the left. Exactly, uh, exactly. So it's the same thing with a lot of these higher-ups. They join the military for different reasons. For some, it's it's a career, and so... You know, it's just like the Spamberger chick. She's, oh, well, I was in the CIA. Well, back when the CIA was the CIA, the Democrats hated the CIA. Now that they've infiltrated it and taken it over, now they love the CIA. It's the swamp that's trying to destroy President Trump. 
absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And it, it is, uh, like I said, it's going to be interesting to watch. I don't think, given the propensity of Nancy Pelosi and the her, her indebtedness to the extraordinary stream wacko side of her party, yeah. they're going to pursue a destructive course. And I don't think Luria is going to sit long in the second district. Well, I, I, really I pray that you're correct. But thank you so much, and God bless you. All Happy right. Okay. Well, all right, folks. We have uh, what two more callers on the line, but we we have to take our final break of the day. We're going to do that right now. And so, you two callers that are on the line, hold tight. We will be right back. A man and his microphone, brother Craig. Just as I am. Without one plea But that thy blood Was shed for me And that thou bidst Me come to thee O Lamb of God I come I Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, TheFirstAmendmentInc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. Feeling my way through the darkness Guided by a beating heart Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on America's Big Dog Radio program, The Really Real Deal. Our final segment of today's program, about 10 minutes left, and we're going to go right straight to the calls here on this Veterans Day weekend. Uh, Hello there, and thank you so much for calling. What is on your mind today? Big, oh, this is Big Mike. Big Mike, what's up, brother? Hey, man, you know, I, I knew some people that lived in uh, Wyndham there, and that's where Eric Cantor lived. Mm-hmm. They, they were supporters. They weren't too happy with Brat, although I, don't, I think they voted for him. Mm-hmm. And uh, the gal said before the election, I think he's going to lose. I said, well, why do you say that? She says he doesn't have enough town hall meetings. 
Now, I don't know whether that's true or not. I was not, you know, living in the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was not. I couldn't vote for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but another thing, what I didn't like about Brad, all of a sudden after the uh, he loses, well, the reason he loses is because she got all this out-of-state money, and they were, you know, misrepresenting his record. Well, he already knew that was going to happen. Exactly. This is what I know? said. So they do this every election. Excuse. Yeah, this is, this is nothing new. It's like yeah. being mad at Satan because Satan is Satan. I mean, yeah. come on. Satan is not a Girl Scout. Satan yeah. is Satan. And Democrats yeah. are Democrats. This is what they do. Yeah. Now, yeah, well, Dave, I, I, Dave did have, he was, he was not this out-of-touch person. Uh, but th- this is the problem. Uh, and, and, again, and I'm not going to pile. I don't believe in this. I don't pile on. And so, you right. know, I, I, I'm blessed and privileged uh, from time to time to be able to have uh, access to some of these people and offer advice and, uh, you know, and sometimes the advice is taken, sometimes it is not taken. Uh, but, uh, you know, and I'm just going to say this one thing, Mike, is that, you know, I advise people that w- they, these the Democrats are at war with us and that quite often we are not at war with them. We look at it like it's just politics, it's just a choice. They look at it like it's war, okay? And so they fight differently than we do. They fight harder, They, they you know. Now, I'm not suggesting, Mike, that we need to use the tactics that they use, like deceit and lies. And No, we should never, we should always be truthful. But we need to match them in intensity, okay? And we need to stop this uh, crap of that's my friend across the aisle and I have to be dignified and above board. We have to fight like Trump fights, okay? And so, and that's all I'm going to say. They they did not do that, okay? And no, the, and the uh, reason... And, and, and the thing is, the more that the left gets after the Trump, the more is my uh, support for Mr. Trump. Yeah. But see, just, Dave you know, and all these other Republicans that lost, this is what they should be doing. And see, the Republican Party needs to start doing this right now. What well, you right have to do... That. You're right about that. You know, we're dealing... Well, anyway... Uh, we, we can't be nice. We exactly. Can't be ni- we can't be Mr. Nice Guy. We can't be Mr. Milk Toast. Not today. No, not today. we can't. Now, that so day may lose. come back, Mike, but it's not right now because right now the, the Democrats, they smell blood in the water, and all along I, be, I was saying, and I'm the only one in news media that had been saying this, that the, um, the phony Russia investigation was not about Russia. They never thought they were going to get a conviction is they did they know they know they knew that there's nothing there the purpose of the russia investigation and all these other things the convictions of like they convicted mike flynn uh they got him to plead guilty to something that they themselves said previously he did not do okay and and they and they went after manafort for something that happened six years before uh donald trump ran for office this is just uh, it was just a way to plant in people's minds that there's something wrong with Trump so they can gin up Trump hatred. This was yeah. all about the election that they just won. And now they've got step one. So step two is going to be investigate, investigate, investigate Donald Trump. And this is going to be about the next election. And this well, is how Democrats are strategic and long term. And Republicans are always responding. Uh, well, I think he'll survive this because he's a tough guy, and he's not as dumb as some people may, you know, would like. He'll to survive you. it, but yeah. 
Well, I think he'll win a re-election. Another thing, I cannot believe this crap that is going on in Florida. It, started, it was going on while Jed Bush, a Republican, was the governor. And then here's Scott, who's a Republican. And, uh, of course, I hope he, uh, you know, that yeah. uh, he's going to end up getting winning the Senate seat. Well, but why wasn't this fixed? You say, well, you know, the whole court system down there is full of a bunch of liberal judges. Well, take it all the way to the Supreme Court. Well, that's what they're going to do. Uh, uh, Governor Scott's a smart cookie, and uh, he's already launched, and that's where it's going to end up. But, look, i got to get another yeah, caller. Okay, pal. Have a great one. Thank, thank you. Thank, thank you, you, Big Mike. Bye. All right. And, uh, and we have another call here on this Veterans Day weekend. Thank you for your listenership. Thank you for your call. What is on your mind today? Brother Craig is your pragmatic Democrat. Going on, brother. <laughs> a pragmatic I, Democrat. Isn't that an oxymoron? You say, that, you say that every time. Come on now. How hey, you look, doing? I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm doing good, man. But let um, me ask I'm you this. Good. I'm glad you said that because now our grandfathers fought against total government control, which is the very definition of communism and socialism. That's where the government tells you, you know, now they, they said to their people, we're going to give you free health care. They didn't say, hey, we're going to take over health care so that we can have uh, have you by the short hairs, and we can have life and death over you to force you uh, to do what we want you to do. They put it nicely, okay? We're going to give you free stuff, okay? This is Lenin. This is Stalin. This is Mao, all right? And this is Castro. This is all the people that are the mass time. murderers of time. history. You're killing my time. Let me, let, me, let me slide something in on you. Go ahead. Okay. Okay, I'm not going to get into politics right now. We ain't, we ain't got time for that. All right, here's... <laughs> Here's, here's, here's and, 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 it's, and it's a great show. Thank here's you. Here's the bottom line. You remember when cable first came into place? Remember when people first got cable and it was just like one channel? I it was re- like 13, right? Yeah, I, I think like, I re- can remember the beginning of cable. I think it was right. more than one channel, but yeah. Right, right. But in it, in it, it was rudimentary. Right. It was about $13 a month. And the, and the big catch with it was, hey, no commercials. Right. Right. And we went out and got it, you know, family's happy, you know. Occasionally in my teenage years, I may have watched a late movie or two, you know. It was great. Okay, now let's look at that. Now, what has happened to cable since? Now it has grown to this thing where, obviously, it has advertising. It's Some people pay more than 100 bucks a month for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, almost, you almost have to buy it, you know what I mean? Well, now, you now, can we, get premium channels that do not have advertising. Okay, but the reason I bring it up to you uh, is this. The new war, it, it really is not. Information Republican. war. Well, it really is not Republican-Democrat, in my opinion. What it really comes down to is, if, if you ask somebody this question, what do you have more faith in, your government or corporations? Uh, hold on the, now. The, uh, what, is, what are corporations? Corp- and, and look, we got one minute. We got to wrap this up in one time. minute. Hold, hold on. I just, I, I just want to throw this at you. Okay, go ahead. Throw it quick so I can respond. The biggest thing that's happened is people have been convinced that privatization and, and corporate takeovers are the best thing and that they, they run things more efficiently than government always. That's not true. And there are things that government does uh, very well and things it doesn't. All but, right. But now, let, I need to respond because now we have 30 seconds, okay? Right, now, the, the, there are there's none righteous except the Father is what Jesus Christ said. I know you're not a Christian, but, you know, most of my audience are Christians. And so— the, 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 for you to say that, that to, to say that corporations have flaws, that's because human beings have flaws. 
This is the key between a corporation and the government. With the government, you have no choice. With the corporation, you can leave this corporation and go to the other corporation. And because the corporation knows that you have the power to leave, that will cause them to seek to serve you because capitalism is based on the thank you, thank you moment. I give you my money, you give me the service or the goods that I require, and you're seeking to please me because you want me to voluntarily give you my money. With government force, there is no voluntary. You either do it, and in the case of uh, communism, uh, they will just shoot you, okay? And which is what the Democrats want. Democrats are like communism light, okay? And so that's the difference, uh, Chris. And, 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 you know, it's freedom or servitude, all right? Last 10 seconds is yours. Oh, he's gone? Okay. All right. Well, anyway, so that's it, folks. Um, anyway, it's been a great program. I want to say thank you to uh, our guests that we had. Thank you to all of the callers. If you're a veteran out there, I want to say thank you to you uh, veterans here on this Veterans Day weekend. And uh, God bless you. And check us out tomorrow uh, here from 9 to noon. And uh, please check our website out, thereallyrealdeal.com. God bless you. Who to free and who to blame? Everybody won't be treated all the same. There'll be a golden letter reaching down when the man comes around. The hairs on your arm will stand up at the terror in each sip and in each sup.